How's it going? It's fixing to be a lot better, man. Welcome back to Dazed and Confused, 33 and a third. I'm your host, Jarf, and with us this week, we have George Hendricks from Elementary My Dears and Mogwai Minute. Welcome, George. Hey. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. And we're going to talk about track 13 this week. And that features Love Hurts by Nazareth. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. And it starts with the kids being dropped off at the high school, sorry, the junior high school dance. And it ends with Carl saying, they're in the big time now. They're freshmen. You know what? I... I I have been to uh, uh, quite a few junior high dances in my day, and um, I don't remember um, playing anything as gateway esque as "Love Hurts" by Nazareth in the, uh, the in the evening. Gateway esque? How do you? Yeah, mean? Yeah, it just feels like it's just a it's just a song built to get everybody touching each other. Oh, so a uh, uh, gateway to sex? Yes, yes. There you go. So. Your junior high dances, of which apparently you've attended many, they were more chaste. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was very much a leave room for Jesus type thing where, yeah, you know, a little bit of space, you know, hands on hips, hands on shoulders. That was about it. And a lot, a lot, of, a lot of swaying. A, a lot of swaying. Yeah, there would have been no section like this place that seemed to have what I could only surmise is a makeout tent. Yeah, they had a whole back room for making out. Yeah, go back there. No, that that would never have happened. And apparently the teachers who are supposed to be watching over these kids, they're too busy just hanging out outside the door to just yell at kids as they leave. Yeah, they're not really paying attention to the insides, which is, that's where everything happens. Yeah. Interesting dynamic, to be sure. Well, I wanted to start by getting into the song a little bit more. Yeah. So... This song that they chose, not chased enough for your taste, but how's it working for the scene overall, in your opinion? Do you think that it adds to the story, or does it detract in some way? I feel like it might be a, a, slight, a smidge suggestive for a middle school dance. Like, it just in the scene itself, it's like, wow, that's a... I, I, I guess, like, if, if I'm in middle school, that's where my head is. So I'm like, yeah, let's play some Love Hurts by Nazareth. But if I was the person in charge of this thing, I think I might want something else that's, like, running down the playlist. Personally. I mean, I think that I think the scene's good, but I definitely think, for like, I guess from a parental standpoint, I'm like, that's a little much. That's really interesting. And I'm wondering what it is that feels so suggestive to you. Because lyrically, it's a heartbreak song right it is but it's like a it's a slow song there's a lot of yearning in it the voice you know i don't know the lead singer of nazareth's voice but very scratchy very kind of like sensual there's less sensuality to it like a lot of ooze a lot lot of a lot of maybe almost sex noises yes there there are a lot of suggestive noises yep i hear that so you mentioned the junior high dances that you've attended so if they made a movie about your school days, what would play on the soundtrack in your version of this scene? Let's see, uh, that was, I'm trying to think of the year. I was in middle school. I was probably like 91, 92, part of okay. 93. 
So very early 90s. I can tell you for a fact that when I was in high school, it was like sneaker pimps, like all day long. That was the sneaker pimps. Maybe some Portishead was kind of creepy down to the scene. I'm trying to think. 92. So, oh yeah. So Boys to Men, that would have been there for sure. Probably this, that very song, Into the Road. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that was, that's, that's right there I'm thinking. I've been thinking of that song the whole time I've done this podcast just because it's it's that exact vibe that vibe yeah but it's like it's like oddly like melancholy but it's still like it's very much oddly enough a makeout song another popular one at that time was damn i wish i was your lover by sophie b hawkins which would definitely would have been the song i would have been as a parent saying that's too much for a, a middle school dance in 1992 yeah, right <laughs> i can remember singing along to end of the road with the other theater kids in high school and i <laughs> yeah and and i can see how it leads to a makeup song too because you just realize man everything's about to change oh we're all gonna go our separate ways and just the natural response to that is to make out um, yeah i mean i think in any situation the natural response should be to make out at some point <laughs> right that's just kind of my default just default to make out yeah yeah it's like yeah let's just make out cool well you already teased out a couple of things that stood out to you the strange back room that they have at the junior high dance especially for making out but i wondered was there a moment in the scene that spoke to you and why or why not hmm i would have to say probably the salt <laughs> That his friends are throwing at him when they say like, "Come on, get out of here, let's go. We gotta, we gotta blow this pop stand because they're not, they're, they're not getting anywhere with any ladies there." And this one friend happens to be. I probably would have been like the salty kid, being like, "Cause my, my my middle school career was like nothing of a. There was no, nothing of that going on. It was uh, I was like, shut up. My, my friend Gareth was uh, he was always talking like, oh. I totally, you know, like made out with Andrea. What's her face? I can't remember her last name. He did really make out with her and she was cute. And he was like, oh, and I was like, shut up. I don't want to hear about that. Because like, you know. (laughs) So, so you related somewhat to what Carl and Tommy are doing and dragging their friend Hirschfeld away from the dance. We are not anywhere where we want to be in this situation. So we're going to, we're assuming grass is greener somewhere else. So we're going to pull you away and like, maybe not as like as uh, aggressively, um, salty as they are, but I definitely would have been like, shut up. I don't want to talk about it. That's so funny because I just thought Carl and Tommy, especially Carl because he's the ringleader, but both of them are just the worst. Yeah. And I don't think they do anything to make you sympathize with them because it would be different if you saw them at the dance being wallflowers, feeling depressed, yeah, and then... They get so fed up, and then they decide, hey, Hirschfelder, it's time to go. No, they just blow through the dance. I think they're just on a mission, and they have no regard for the fact that yeah, Hirschfelder's I mean, they're just they're out. just your average shitty middle school boys, you know? Just, like, weird hormone flare-ups and, you know, like, oddly aggressive in certain ways. Like, it's just a... I would never want to be a middle school teacher. Give me high school, give me middle school, elementary school, but I think middle, middle school would be the worst. Oh, Hard agree. 
Yeah. I thought the girl was funny too in her reaction because Hirschfelder says, okay, I'll be back in a minute. And then his friends drag him away. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then she just slumps down yeah, real pouty like, like oh, okay. well, She's like, now i got to find a new boy to make out with. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, like, she's cute, like objectively attractive. So I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem for her. But, you know, bird in the hand and that sort of thing. Bird in the hand. It also seems like it's a little bit late in the night because a lot of people have paired off. Off and there's a lot yeah. of slow dancing happening so it might be slim pickings at this point possibly i just think that the the, the boys are very much exhibiting a uh like the two are, are exhibiting uh that whole like we want to grow up as fast as we can we need to get out of this place because as soon as we leave this dance it's our last middle school dance we're out of here we're on to the big time and it's sort of that that vibe of like when you're when you're in a triple a baseball team and you're good enough to make it to the major leagues and you show up and you think you're hot shit and then you get there and you're like i am nothing compared to the people that have been here before me i am absolutely bottom rung and like so they don't know about the 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 result of moving up at their age they just want to move forward absolutely and that theme plays really well across the track from last week and this because just last week, we had Slater saying, oh, man, these high school girls are the worst. But once I get to college, then it's going to be great. And so, and then you cut right to these kids saying, oh, hey, we're freshmen now. We're in the big leagues where all the girls will be putting out. So you can, you can see how they're blind to what comes, what's ahead of them. Yeah, I think everyone should be sat down at one point and say, like, you're just going to be an idiot and stupid until you graduate college. Just, just <laughs> right. lean into it. And you, you know what? Even your 20s aren't going to be so hot. So um, just lean in, buckle down, and do your thing. And then once you hit 30, you'll actually be able to be interesting. I mean, in a way, yes. But also, try and remember what it was like when you were 16, 18, early 20s. Just even one year seemed like it was so long. So to tell someone, you know, the next 15, 20 years, they're going to kind of suck. That would be a tough pill to swallow. That's what I'm saying. That We got to condition people early. Let them know. Like, you know, maybe it's like babies being like, hey, you're great. Here's your rattle. Um, here's your first bottle. Cool, cool, cool. How's that boob going? Also, the next 30 years are going to suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> And just, just keep telling them that, right? Like, you know what? Do your best. Try hard. We'll stay in school. Like, you know, like I'm sure you'll, you know, you'll, you're, you're going to like get, you're going to pair off. You're going to meet somebody you're into. But like, if you have sex with them, it's going to be terrible. And if you make out with them, it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> right. It's just going to like, I'm just going to list all the reasons why the next 30 years are going to suck. You're not going to know what you're doing. They're not going to know what they're doing. They're not going to tell you how to know what they're doing. You're not going to know how to communicate what you're doing. It's just going to be a mishmash of awful. And the kind of things that Carl is saying is exactly the mindset that leads to that awful because it would be one thing if they left and said, Hey, I know you were hitting it off with her, but we've got this thing that we really want to do. But no, he's got to berate the hookup and say, yeah. Oh, well, son, you wouldn't know what to do if you got there and your days of, then this is the line that really made me cringe. Your days of pulling tongue all night are over. <laughs> So it's they they're striking out as Hirschfelder highlights and Carl and Tommy are acting like they wouldn't be happy to make out with a girl. 
only if you're going farther than that is it worthwhile. So it's it's very toxic. And speaking gross. of speaking of odd slang, today I was I was I was at work. I heard some people having a conversation. I happened to hear part of it, and I had to go. Wait, what? Apparently, someone asked uh, one of my um, employees. They said, "Where do you put the binky?" And where do you put the binky? Where do you put the binky? And from context clues. We sat around, talked about it, and the best we could come up with was this person was in an oblique way trying to determine the sexuality of the person they were talking to. Because binky, I think, is slang for penis, and where you put it, meaning girl or boy, is the answer to the question, and that is therefore indicative of your um, sexuality. And I have never heard that phrase in my life. I have never heard a penis referred to as a binky. As far as I knew, a binky is like a baby blanket or a pacifier. So that's just all sorts of weird imagery. But the pulling tongue, it's at least somewhat, it's graphic, but it's at least indicative of what's going on. Where you put the binky just doesn't even compute. This is a very disturbing thing that you've <laughs> brought to me. Because yes, I, I knew a binky as a pacifier. Yeah, yeah. And that does not strike me as the nicest way to ask that question. No, no. I, 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 I need guarantee you in the question. context, it wasn't supposedly supposed to be like, hey, you know what? Let's have an open and honest conversation about our current sexualities and where you stand on things. Nope. But now we know that exists. Yeah. It's out there. <laughs> right. It's out we there. put it on a podcast. It's You're welcome. I am, I am propagating this. So if you hear this from a human being, go the other direction. Because no good can come of that. We're just warning. It's a warning for you. It's a PSA. Yes. Unless they're specifically just looking for baby tips. I can't imagine how that would work. I guess maybe if they're very much like, where do you put it? But if they have a baby and they're wondering where they put the pacifier, again, that child is in danger. Well, they could be saying, where do you put it when not in use? Is it okay to put it in the dishwasher? That kind of thing. Possibly possibly see this is my superpower you should know that by now george i can take the weirdest grossest thing and i can make it wholesome wholesome jarf wholesome jarf all right all right all right well okay so i wanted to ask which character from this movie is the most or least like who you were growing up but just to give it context, I don't know how familiar you are with the movie as a whole. So are you just looking at the scene? Have you, or are you familiar with the whole movie? I've seen it once or twice, like many years ago, back when, not basically when it was like not long after it had come out, when it was like probably not in the theater, but I think I saw it on video a couple of times. It had a really short run in the theater. So no, most people yeah, saw it on video. Maybe not. Yeah. I was definitely. I also worked in a video store back when this thing came out. So, well, I could definitely say I I wasn't a cool guy uh, for sure, and I wasn't uh, someone running around paddling freshmen because um, I'm Ben Affleck with some misplaced anger issues. Good. I don't know. I guess kind of like Mitch. Like I was kind of like unassuming and chill, and um, eventually I did have a girlfriend at the very end of middle school. So. Um, there was actual like kissing and stuff like that. So that happened. But um, I think probably this, that like nice guy, but you know, somehow like, you know, innocuous, but social. I think you say innocuous, but social. Yeah. With eventual girlfriend. So it sounds like you were leading the Mitch life. For yeah. Sure. You contrasted yourself 
with Ben Affleck, specifically the freshman hazing. Yeah. Is that the character that struck you as the least like who you were? Or is there are there other characters that was I like? mean, no. Witterson is probably the least like who I was. <laughs> Just like calm, cool, like very confident in themselves. Obviously, like sexually questionable in some of his choices yeah like that like that dynamic it's just like the exact opposite so he's like you know kind of calm and collected and cool but also vaguely predatory (laughs) if you want to put it that way so that would probably be like the exact opposite of me at that time frame yeah yeah absolutely yeah who really is that calm cool and collected especially as a high school or just out of high school kid Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's why he's probably like the, the, the older person is like, okay, I've seen a little bit of stuff. I mean, even in this, he's not like 35. He's like, what, 23? I felt like he was supposed to be even younger because he still knows the kids who are just going into senior year. It seems like they some of them may have played football together. So I always took it that he was supposed to be maybe 20. You know he what? just has always looked a little bit older. I think I had a Wooderson in my life. His name was Pete. He was probably like five years older than my friend group. So he was old enough to uh, purchase them alcohol and that sort of thing. And he was definitely a, yeah, like, well, y'all can hang out at my place. And if someone happens to like want to make out, then I'm here. But, you know, he, he didn't actively pursue anybody per se, but he definitely uh, had a few questionable liaisons in the later years of high school. So um, he was very much like that. He was older. He'd been in the army for a bit. He had kind of seen some shit. And he was like, I still he's an enigma to me to this day. I still can't even like wrap my head around what he was as a person. But he de- like of everybody I've ever known, he's probably the most who's in- indicative of that Wooderson vibe. But he was about five years older than everybody else. Five or six years. Yeah, that's a strange dynamic, to be sure. Matthew McConaughey has said that he based his performance on his own older brother, (laughs) which, as I understand, his older brother really hates because he's like, why are you making me seem like a creepo who macks on high school girls? That's a good question. I, uh... I would if if my younger brother had done the same thing to me, I would be like, "You are you are high." I would never like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's not great. Is there anything else from this scene that stood out to you that you wanted to highlight? I don't know. I think I pretty hit much everything. The uh, the the inappropriate song choices at the dance, the very ineffectual chaperones, the oddly, if, and I guess maybe it's just a time period, but it just seems like everyone has got a lot of uh, freedom of movement. Then you're just like, oh, we go to the dance, then we're going to leave and go to another party and do the thing. And yeah, I, I don't know. That was a, that was definitely not also my, my experience in middle school. What did you make of the junior high kids' fashions? I've always liked them, like from the 70s. I actually owned a couple of leisure suits when I was in high school. And so, like my grandfather had this enormous old garbage bag of clothes and I went through it and there's like, full like three there was three or four full leisure suits with vests and like jackets and there was like like big collared nylon shirts and polyester everywhere and i would wear that stuff and i would like i I would enjoy it (laughs) so this is amazing i can't believe we're just getting to this towards the end of the episode please tell me that you have a picture to share i you know what this is back before digital so all of the physical photos i have are, are like they exist at some point but i don't know where they are anymore so close, but yet so far away. So listeners, you'll have to use your imagination. Yeah, picture me, but with like no beard, long 
dark hair because I, you know, I was like, I'd grown it out. And then we're rocking like a full salmon colored leisure suit with a wide collar shirt that had like pine cones on it. It was white with like green, like pine uh, boughs and pine cones all over it. Yeah. Wow, this is something. We need Liz to draw a picture. Oh, I also had a pair of my dad's old like dingo boots on. So I was just completing the look. Wow. And so where would you go all gussied up like that? My primary place of socializing was uh, either band competitions or I went to, there was a coffee shop downtown uh, in the small town I lived in where everyone congregated. Nice. Band competitions, you were in the high school band? band. Yes. So like orchestra, that sort of thing. Cool. What instrument did you play? Tenor saxophone. Cool. All right. I, I, I feel like the saxophone is just the prop to take it over the top. Leisure suit. <laughs> yeah, playing some uh, sexy sax man stuff. You know, a careless whisper as I like you know, <laughs> yeah. serenade out into the night. <laughs> is, is that how you won over your eventual girlfriend? You you were just oh, outside no, this, her this window. This was well after sax. that. Like that was like my first one was like just on the cusp of middle school, high school. And then that went away when I moved from Florida to North Carolina. So yeah, that wasn't her. (laughs) She never got to see that. She did get to see me play the saxophone because we were in a band together, but never got to see me in my, uh, my grandfather's full leisure suit regalia. What a shame. I know. Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. Well, I don't want to miss the opportunity to let you plug not one but two podcasts. So which do you want to tell us about first? You got Elementary My Dears. You got Mogwai Minute. Yeah, the Mogwai Minute's like my first foray into podcasting. It's a minute-by-minute breakdown of the Gremlins movies, plural. We did both of them, much to my chagrin for the second one. We did it. It's out there. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of the movie, but the podcast is solid. I think we had a really good time doing it, and everyone seems to like it a lot. And it's still out there, still floating around on Apple Podcasts and that sort of thing. Spotify, it's pretty much everywhere. And then the other one I'm currently working on, um, we're in hiatus right now but we finished season one of elementary my dears which is a episode by episode analysis of the cbs drama elementary starring johnny lee miller and lucy Liu. nice and is there social media for that or at elementary my dears on yeah i mean it's actually if you go to um our facebook group the brownstone my dears that's where we kind of like have everything congregated Uh, usually if you if you try to jump in there i'm pretty quick to add you and we'll say hi and that sort of thing and everybody kind of like you know it's pretty low-key but everyone has a good time sweet all right well i think that will do it for this week george thanks so much for being a sport and coming out and talking about <laughs> this dorky junior high scene. hey you know what i am nothing but really good at talking about dorky junior high days i have a lot of experience not to worry there's a new fiesta in the making join us at the moon tower our facebook listeners group until next time just keep living man L-I-V-I-N. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.